0: Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to With Wit. I'm so sorry this is delayed. Sunny gave me something last week and I had a sore throat and it just delayed everything and then now I feel like I have laryngitis or something so I was delaying recording everything so that you didn't have to listen to me so like nasally and disgustingly. But I'm almost back to normal, feeling so much better. Definitely have my energy back, but just not my voice fully back. But I wanted to continue this impromptu mini series that we're doing about New York Fashion Week and just about like hair and makeup and creating the look in general. There's so much that goes into it. And obviously, I love it. I think it's such an art and I think that it takes just so many different people to create the whole vision that I like doing a deep dive into what that looks like, what the process looks like. So, today I am sharing a conversation with my amazingly talented New York hairstylist, Rosabel, aka Rosie. She has been doing my hair on the East Coast for years now. I love her energy. I love her style. I trust her. And I just know that when she walks in the door, she is there with like her full energy ready to do something different and creative and new and fresh. So before I start, I thought I would take the opportunity to fill you in on my current day-to-day hair care routine, basically some essentials. So right now in my shower. I've been using the Crown Affair shampoo and conditioner and their leave-in treatment. The Crown Affair shampoo and conditioner is amazing. After recording with Rosie, I also got the Purology shampoo and conditioner just because it's natural and she inspired me and I use whatever she tells me to use. But... It's the Purology Hydrate Shampoo and Conditioner. I have always been a fan of Oribe, the Oribe Black and White Bottles Gold Lust Repair and Restore Shampoo. And then I'm an investor in Day, which is amazing and smells so good. I have their Monsoon Moisture Shampoo and Conditioner in shower right now and they have a really awesome mask that's super popular. I also love DaVinus. Okay. You guys see I'm I'm junkie. I'm in my shower right now too. So I'm just literally reading everything, but they're also completely natural and smell amazing. So that's shampoos and conditioners. And then in terms of like leave-in treatments or what I use right when I get out of the shower, I've been loving, like I said, the Crown Affair, the leave-in conditioner, beautiful bottle, beautiful branding, such a great smell. I've always been a big fan of the It's a 10 leave-in conditioner, but the Crown Affair has kind of taken that spot over just because it's natural and it smells better. I love the Divinus sea salt spray just for like that effortlessly... Textural beachy wave situation. Not that you want the beachy wave anymore. I know the beachy wave is kind of out, but if you just want that undone texture, like the Mary Kate and Olsen vibe, the way obviously O U A I products. Their leave-in conditioner is amazing. Their wave spray is amazing. Oh, Mister Smith. I recently worked with Frida, who's one of the founders of Mister Smith, and she makes a product that's really really great. This one called the Foundation, which is a basic product that you. Put put in when you want like flexible hold natural move- movement it has heat and uv protection so it's a really good product to put in before you're styling your hair i also really want to get like velcro rollers and have that be my new method of drying my hair i'm very into the voluminous zendaya like retro bob situation so i feel like that's going to be my next hair investment oh i also got the jen atkin her new products by Maine. It's that waver. It's like the three waved waver. Really, really cool. Not ideal for my short hair if I'm being perfectly honest, but I could see if if I had long hair, it would be just like the easiest thing for me to use if I wanted effortless waves. So now let's get into Rosie. She is a hairstylist based out of New York and Long Island. We met about six to seven years ago, and I work with her every time I'm in New York. She's always learning something new. She laminates eyebrows. She cuts hair. She's also learning how to do nails, like she just wants to be someone that's versed in different things, and I adore that about her. She is known for working on red carpets, editorial, and celebrities. Her work can be found in places like Cosmo, Refinery29, Brides, Vogue Mexico. We dove into all of her favorite products and looks from Fashion Week, and we got into how she started. If you're out there as an artist looking for a road, a little bit of some tips to get into the industry. She has a pretty straightforward route that I felt like totally made sense. And we learned that energy is pretty much everything, like beyond your talent, you know, maybe equal with talent, like your energy and how you walk in the door and make that client feel is really just as important. So adore Rosie, please, please, please check her out if you need a cut. If you need a style, if you want your brows laminated or done, she's your girl, okay? Everybody, welcome Rosie to the show. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. We've been working together for like six or seven years. I wish Rosie lived in LA because <laughs> I live here and I need her so much more here. But she, it, she's just the most like talented hairstylist that I've worked with in New York and also just has the most calming energy. And I think both those are so, so, so important. Mm. So I feel like we just connected via social, which is how I feel like most people are connecting these days, right? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So I found her through another artist so I think referrals obviously go a long way long always first. yes keeping a good rapport how did you first get started in hair so I was definitely always into it I remember I didn't have any I don't
1: have any sisters so um I would use you know friends that I grew up with or my girlfriends from school like I would do their hair I would do their makeup or have little shoots in my room but I've always liked it. I've always liked trying new things. My mom never used to let me cut or dye my hair until I was in, I believe, tenth or eleventh grade, oh
0: and I went God. crazy.
1: I I went red. <laughs> <laughs> I went fully red. My hair and and I cut it short. And oh like God. I look back and I'm like, why did I do that? But I feel like it's something I always knew I wanted to do. But I also really loved fashion when I was growing up. So. I always saw myself like going to fashion school or like I don't know something within that 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 industry. But when I got to college, I decided I didn't want to go to college anymore. I was like, this is not for me. I didn't want to do like the whole like starting over in school again. So I begged my mom to let me go to beauty school. Cause, you know, I, I predominantly lived with her, so I depended on her a lot. And I told her, I was like, listen, I'll work in the morning, I'll go to school at night and like, I'll pay majority of it. I just, you know, I really want to do this. And, you know, my mom is like from a country where, you know, you come to America, you work, you go to school and, you know, you get a degree and I just didn't want to do that. And school is not for everyone. So I, and I love being hands-on. So I went to beauty school. I went to actually, um, a Paul Mitchell school and, you know, it's it's a, just the name of it gets you kind of like in the doors
0: and stuff. So um, I went to beauty school. Just going back for a second, how would one decide what school to go to? And is there like an application process? Before I went to Paul Mitchell, I had applied to like a local spot. It was here in one of like the towns where
1: I live. And honestly, I, I went for like, I want to say two to three weeks and, and I dropped out of there and I applied to Paul Mitchell right away. I didn't like the other school initially because I just felt like I wasn't learning anything. Like it, I just got that vibe from the from the moment I started. So I had heard about Paul Mitchell because it was was more upscale. I've used their products before, so I was kind of excited that they were close by. So back then, you just applied, but it was you had to pay out of pocket. They didn't have a financial aid program, so you couldn't apply for like extra help from like the government or anything. So I had to pay out of pocket, basically. <laughs> now wow. I feel like they have those programs where if you're not making enough or, you know, you can pay a certain amount, then I guess they have like government programs where they can help you with that. I mean, a lot of people that I went to beauty school with, they're very successful. Like they have salons, but that's the world that they wanted. Like they wanted to establish a business where there was income always. And they had, right. like, you know, um, a, a brick and mortar. I think that's what it's called. Right. Where they have an actual place. I never envisioned myself owning a salon. I just didn't want to have like the, you know, be tied down to one thing. I wanted to explore everything. But now right. that I'm older, I feel like I I feel like I'm going to end up towards that, you know, that side of the the beauty industry.
0: Of course, like it feels sometimes later in life, like you want more consistency. But when you're young, it's fun to be more of like a freelancer oh, and have that one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now a quick ad break. So I am part of a big golf family. My dad was obsessed with golf and a really good golfer. My brother is a really good golfer. My husband goes as often as he can. And I started taking lessons not too long ago. I feel like it's something that I really, really want to get into. And when I have more time later in life, it will be something that Timmy and I can actually enjoy doing together while traveling. So... I just feel like it's a great thing to learn as it's really family oriented and it brings family and friends together all this to say, do you know about Top Golf? It is an enormous entertainment venue with a driving range and a lounge with beverages and games. So the best part is that it doesn't matter if you've never played golf. Everyone can play at Topgolf, even if you don't know how to swing a club. We went with a large group of friends and half had held a club before, half were really, really good and into it, but we had the best night. Topgolf has clubs, balls, tea, and turkey Earth, but beyond golf, you'll find loud music, giant TVs, and a handcrafted food and beverage menu. I'm sure it will be a highlight to your weekend. The LA weather has been wild lately, and it's finally leaving some of this rain. And golf has become a great outdoor activity. But don't worry if the weather is not ideal. You don't need to worry about comfort. Top golf has all of the fun of the outside, but with the comforts of the inside. So you'll play at comfy, heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer. It's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. Download the app, book a bay, and come play around. Not sure if you know, but what's your love language? Is it physical touch? Is it time together with your partner? People get turned on obviously in all sorts of ways. And Dipsy has invented a whole new love language with sexy stories for whatever mood you're in. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second-chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. This is one of my new favorite ways to have me time. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax, unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash withwit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash withwit. That's dipsystories.com slash withwit. All right. And now back to the episode. After beauty school, what was the next step for you? Well, during beauty school, I
1: I would work at salons in the morning. So I started off at like regular Dominican salons Mm -hmm. in my area. And Mm -hmm. then I went to the more upscale. So after I finished beauty school, I stayed at one of the salons where I had started. And I love that I was learning a lot, like I was an assistant. So usually you'll have to assist for a while till you kind of get behind the chair. But again, I, I knew that I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in a salon. So I was just kind of getting my feet wet, trying out, like, seeing what the salon life was like, what I could learn there, what I could achieve, where, where my career could take me with it, whether it was education or owning multiple salons and stuff. I worked in a salon in Brooklyn for a while. And I decided I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. I have to go freelance. <laughs> you know, salon life is not for everyone either. Like, you have to have very, very thick skin as opposed to like freelancing. You're not really working with the same people all the time. You know, you, you get to know different energies and, and personalities. And in a salon is like, you see the same people all the time. Sometimes you can become a family with them, or sometimes it's just, it gets a little catty. So it, right. it's tough, you know?
0: I know. It's always funny about salon culture. I feel like reality shows have tried to do variation like TV shows about it because there's oh, always, yeah. like, there's always so. like drama in salons. Oh, and yeah. I always wondered why it was like that. But yeah. I get that. Like you want to now you want to own your time. You want to choose who you're working with. But that must have been a really scary decision for you
1: oh very I actually moved back from Brooklyn to Long Island and I told my mom okay I'm gonna give myself six months like I know what I want to do at that time I had met a few makeup artists a few photographers so I was doing free work I was doing test shoots and Uh I was like you know I I have to get my portfolio going um so I gave myself six months. I lived off of my savings for a bit, you know, because I just, you know, had to pay my own bills and stuff. So right. yeah, I did a lot of test shoots. I would tell my friends, listen, I'll give you a free haircut or free this or that. Just let me, yeah. <laughs> just hustling. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that I could, you know, kind of at least get that one client or that one connection where it could just expand from there. And it it actually did happen. I'm I'm very grateful for it. I'm grateful for the process. It was tough.
0: Right. Very,
1: very tough. I should have definitely sought out therapy back then. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> looking back, is there anything you would have done differently? I don't
1: think so because it def it got me where I I, I where I never thought I would be. Even if I'm not where I I want to be right now at this moment, but I'm still very far ahead of where I thought I was gonna be. Totally. I got to work with amazing people. I got to assist amazing people too. Like during that that time I I took my time and I assisted a lot of people, whether, you know, we hit it off, whether we didn't, whether I never got to see them again. Like I, I learned a lot around along that way. And I learned a lot about myself too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, like, how are you continually promoting yourself and working as a freelancer? Definitely a lot of building connections with people.
1: I got out of my comfort zone and started to reach out to people on Instagram
0: which Mm -hmm. Instagram is, I'm like obsessed. It is bad. I'm obsessed with it. It's not bad. I was saying, (laughs) I I think I have this conversation a lot. It is, it opens you up to a whole community that you would never, ever, ever, ever be able to be connected with, you know? That's very true. It is for I think for creatives, it's a great, great, great platform for exposure because it's not like you have to sit there and like divulge your secrets and vent and blog and blah, blah, blah. Like you can literally just use it to show what you're doing creatively. And that Mm -hmm. I feel like is really cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, I started to reach out to people on Instagram, either to assist them or just work with their with their brands and stuff. And recently, you know, I, again, I tried to put myself a little bit more out there. So I'll try to, like, make videos or, you know, I'll post things that I, the brands that I want to work with or that I envision myself working with. And yeah, I just, I just make connections on Instagram or email people. Like I'll find their agents or the brands. Like I'll, I'll find a way to kind of get in touch with like either their PR firms or whoever can get me to the person that I need to speak to.
0: Totally. I think that's really powerful. And I think that like, some people are scared to do that, you know, and like, they're afraid that people are never going to read it or they think it's a waste of time. But I'm always a huge proponent of like, just go for it. Like, do what's the harm? You know, like what's the harm? I've definitely learned that now along the way too. Like if, if someone says no
1: to you, it's okay. Like it wasn't meant for you,
0: you know, or
1: what's the worst that can happen if they don't read your message or if they don't answer you, like, it's okay. Like, you know, you move on, you go on to
0: somebody else and you know, that's it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. There's so many opportunities out there. It's like trying hard not to take those things personally. Let's get into products. So for you, for like curly hair, what do you use for shampoo, for your conditioner, for leave-in? Like what are your favorite products for curly hair?
1: So For everyday shampoo, I actually just switched over to Pureology. I had a friend of mine. Yeah, I love it. They have like 100% vegan ingredients. So it kind of, I wanted to switch over to something that had like pretty much no, almost no chemicals to it because I've been suffering from a lot of hair loss recently. Um, Mm. And I believe from what I was told from a dermatologist, it's like either androgenetic alopecia or just female pattern hair loss. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I switched over to Pureology. I use their Hydrate Sheer Shampoo and Conditioner. Once a week, I'll do like a mask from Mizani. Mizani is a, it's a brand for textured curly hair. Okay. And for a leave-in, I'm very like in between leave-ins. I'll use Mizani or I'll I'll use, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Christophe Yeah. It's like a hydrating, yep. it's a hydrating leave-in. Okay. My hair, since I I have color treated hair as well, I have to you know rehydrated you know put it all back in there right and for my curls i use a combination of mizani i like the dove curly mousse
0: oh, one of my okay. favorite
1: ones i literally I I would buy like bottles at a time because I go through them like crazy.
0: You're making me want to shop because I'm dealing with the hair loss too. I don't know what it is, whether it's like age or Mm -hmm. hormones, having a Mm -hmm. baby, the shampoo condition or whatever, but Mm -hmm. why not be, we all should be using something natural anyways.
1: Yes. Oh, 100%. And I also feel like you have to change your products at least, at least realistically speaking, like every year, at least because. Six months is kind of like, you're not, I mean, your hair can get used to it, but uh-huh. you know, you, your hair needs time to kind of see if it's working for it or not. For me, I, I don't, I don't switch often, but I used to use like regular drugstore brands because, you know, I, I didn't feel like they were that bad. But now, like after, after seeing my hair texture changing, after seeing like my hairline thinning, I was like, I have to change, I have to change something. So I actually just ordered this brand called Vegamore their drops. Uh, One of my friends yes. recommended it. Yeah, so I have those. Oh, I they, I heard really great things about it. And my friend who had really bad COVID, she lost a lot of her hair to the point where you would part her hair and the part would be so thick. So oh. she started using the drops and it filled in. I actually just cut her hair and it filled in so much. Oh my yes. God, that's amazing. Vangamore, Vine, yep. yes. Rosie. <laughs> 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 yeah, so actually. So I've ordered their drops and I can't wait to use them because I'm really concerned about my hair health. So I'm I'm doing everything, but.
0: Well, I was taking, I should use the drops because I have those, but I ha- I was also taking their gummies, oh, which I don't know nice. how, yeah, I don't know how, how well those work, but have you heard anything about neutrophil?
1: Yes, I did yeah. actually. And I actually was recommended that because I actually want to do the PRP treatments, which is the plasma treatments. Uh but they told me before you spend money on plasma treatments, try neutral because of like, you know, like the, the science behind it for the hair, for hair loss. So, um, I actually I'm considering it. I just don't want to take too many supplements and I don't want to like mess up, you know, but I heard amazing things about it.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is like, it does actually really work, but you have to take like four huge pills a day. So it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm not really good at taking pills
1: at all. So I'm like, I, I know, know,
0: I know my best friend and I have a bottle and we have like an accountability check where we'll, we'll be like, did you take yours? Did you take yours? Cause we like <laughs> yeah, won't do good. it unless we ask each other, but okay. So that's for curly. And then like, what would you be using if you were me?
1: <laughs> if I were you, I'll definitely always use, I would Still use the Pureology shampoo because yeah. it's a hydrating shampoo, so you want yeah. that. And the conditioner is so amazing, Whitney, because it has like a menthol, like minty feel to it, so your scalp feels really, really cool and relaxed. I always use on you the um, Christopher Bond Leave-in just because it's it's very lightweight, so it doesn't it doesn't weigh down on your hair. You don't have any like residue or anything. There are some leave-ins that are way too thick, so I would never use that on you. And this one has aloe vera in it, so it's really good. I love it. If you wanted to air dry your hair, and like have kind of like a texture to it, where or where it looks a little bit kind of like model off duty waves, I would use the waves wave spray. Okay, that is one of my favorite favorite wave sprays.
0: And will you like kind of crunch up the hair a little bit, or like just yeah 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 yeah, of course
1: of course. And then once it's dry, if you want it to be a little pieceier. I like to use the Lenore Grail, I I'm hoping pronouncing it right. Eclatina. It's like it's a styling cream, but it's not it's not heavy. So it's kind of giving you the shine, it's giving you the 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 movement that you need, but uh-huh. and it's very lightweight. It's nice. Okay. So I would use just those things. I wouldn't use too much on your hair.
0: Yeah. I feel like right now I'm having an issue with like the, and I feel like everybody is cutting bangs right now, like the curtain bangs. So like, how do we deal with those when we don't want to have to blow dry them? Because I feel like always the front pieces are what's really important. But mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, with the curtain bangs, I'm having a hard time figuring out what to do with them.
1: It's tough because, well, with your hair, it's it's somewhat a little easier. But it, it's, mm-hmm. But if you're not a person that does your hair often yourself, like blow drying it or, waving it with a curling iron or whatever it'll be a little hard for when it's drying on its own
0: right but what you
1: can do is just add a little like a little bit of a vine spray or something at the root and then just blow that out going in different directions so you'll blow it out going to the left for a little bit then to the right and then you'll see that it finds its way to
0: frame your face and now a quick ad break looking for meals that are ready to eat, delivered to your door, and actually help you look and feel your best? Well, Sakara is the answer, and it's so much more than just a meal delivery program. Sakara is a nutrition program that's like having a nutritionist and chef in one. Ideal. Their meals are expertly designed to support your goals from weight management to clear skin and boosted energy, and they're also delicious. If you're like me with a very sporadic schedule and a picky palate, you may agree that squeezing meal planning into your week is quite difficult. I am so grateful that Sakara takes all of that pressure away. I live for snacks, love a snack, I'm a snacker, and they have a great snack selection too. They have delicious protein bars and granola that actually help with detox, beauty, energy, and focus sakara delivers science-backed plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin and right now sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash withwit or enter code withwit at checkout that's sakara s-a-k a r a dot com slash with wit to get 20 percent off your first order sakara.com slash with wit okay back to the chat next question favorite hot tools and also specifically for the curling irons like the the widths and everything you know
1: (laughs) my favorite and they're always in my kit are the dhd curling irons Okay. I have like a love for them because they are not super, super like hot. Like they, I mm-hmm. think they, I believe they only go to 350,
0: which mm-hmm. is what
1: your hair should always be. Because if you're putting any more than 350 on your hair, then you're frying your hair. Oh my God. So okay, you, should, to know. you should not, yeah, you should not be using it. Any curling iron above 350. I like them. I like the T3, the T3 micro curling irons. Those are really good too. I love them. They they come in different sizes. They have different kinds where you can take the barrel off. Mm -hmm. Those are my two favorite for curling irons.
0: What about blow dryer? Blow
1: dryer. I'm in between the GHD blow dryers or my favorite because it's like a a pro blow dryer is the Parlux. Mm -hmm. It's actually really good. And I've had mine for about, I believe, almost eight years and I never had an issue
0: with it all right so then any like easy five to ten minute looks that you can recommend for us
1: Hmm. okay so there is sleek pony you can wear in a bun you know sleek bun or sleek pony with a side or middle part you can use yeah you can use yes you can do it with second day hair third day hair if you don't want to wash your hair just Mm slick it back Do um use like a pomade or or like foils or something, you don't have to put anything too too heavy on it. You can do braids in the pony if you like. Put your oh, hair back girl. in a ponytail. Half up, half down. If you like that's definitely quick. If you want something, you know, just like you don't want to pull it all back, but you want to have something back there. Half yeah. up, half down. Yeah.
0: I just like I didn't know what to do with my front pieces. So I pulled it half up and then put it in a scrunchie with like a little bun and it was cute. yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even a claw clip. Like now those are coming right. back style. So those right. are those are nice too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, pretty much just those. those I guess just good. and refreshing whatever you have already. Like if you have a blowout, just refresh it with some dry shampoo.
0: Totally. Like dry shampoo. And then maybe if you want to just like wet the front parts, blow dry the front parts and then. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Just
1: to retouch that part. So it looks, you know, like you you got something done again.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk about hair accessory must haves, but the first item, which for me is like always my must, I travel with them. I have them in like all corners of my house. They're your clips. Oh yeah. That's the no crease clips. Yes. The no crease clip. So for me, even even when I'm not using any hot tools, like all and my hair is dry, I'll just part it and I'll kind of like put my hair down where I want it to be, yes. like place the banks kind of down where I want them to be and then clip them in. And then I'll just leave them in for as long as I can until I'm showing up to the place. And then I feel <laughs> exactly. like, yes, that's definitely a must have. Yeah, like they tame the hair, the front hair in their du- in the direction where you want it to go.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, those are definitely a must have. I feel like everyone benefits from it whether your hair is curly or straight. I think it's definitely something that that helps you like if you want to set it a certain way or if you just want it to go get it away from your face. Totally. Obviously, you're home, you're not going to Some people walk around the street with them, maybe. I'm not sure, but (laughs) you can do it. You know, you can use it either way. Yep. And then one of my favorite hair accessories right now, I feel like it's coming back too. It's like, you know, those thick headbands that we used to use in the 90s? Yeah. made out of like, I think like Spanish material kind of, they stretch. They're thick also. Those are my favorite right now.
0: Oh my God. Okay, wait. And you just wear your hair
1: like loose in the back and you just wear
0: this in the front. Oh, I love it will you send me a link for that? I want to oh, know course. exactly what you're talking about. You of know course. what I kind of want to bring back is like those claw headbands. You know those headbands that like, it was like a circle and... And
1: they stretched out and they yeah, like kind of... Yeah. Yes, I know which one. They still sell them everywhere. <laughs> if you go to the drugstore, <laughs> they sell them there, Walmart.
0: Oh my God, I'm going to get them and do and try it and try to bring it back. <laughs> Let's see if it works. I
1: wish I could wear those. I remember I used to... Do you remember the banana clips?
0: Oh, my God. Chick- oh my God. I love banana I love those.
1: Kind of give you like that faux that hawk look in the back.
0: Totally. And like sort of French twist vibes a little bit. Yes. I loved it. Yes. Yeah. Rosie has done my, my hair for several fashion weeks, events, whatnot. I thought it would be fun to go through maybe one of the favorite ones from a couple weeks ago. I
1: feel like a lot of people like, and especially because they don't really see you often with your hair up. I feel like they always see you with your hair down. So this was kind of like a, whoa.
0: Yeah. So I talked with Isabel about the makeup. Are you referring to the yellow look? The, yes, uh, yes, yes, the yellow yes, look. Yes. Yep. Okay. So yeah, help everybody out because like it f- it probably looked like it looked complicated, but is it achievable at home?
1: Oh 100 percent It's so okay. achievable. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Super easy. So okay, cool. So I prepped your hair with the Christophe Bond, the leave-in. And okay. the uh, volume spray. So the volume spray was g- was giving me the effect of like the lift in the front that I did for your for your front pieces for your bang mm-hmm. area before I blow dried it. So I oh and I did use Dream Coat from Color Wow, which is really really nice. It kind of gives the, sh- the hair shine and it blows out pretty easily too. Ooh, so I blew I it out with my uh, GHD air dryer and then I went in with. There's the RNCO, gr- it's called grid spray. It's like a structural hold. So as I'm curling hair, as I'm setting it in big curls, I use, I, I think it's the one and a half inch, I believe I use to set your hair in in big curls. Kind of like if you had a roller set and uh, w- away from the face. So I use that you can use Velcro rollers, but I didn't have them that day. So I only use, you know, I twisted them with my hand and pinned them up to your head. I use a little bit of the and cold blue for hold and it has, it's like manageable holds. So I can move the hair around where I wanted it. And then to start building the look in the back, I use the weight matte pomade to start kind of like the French twist in the back. I didn't uh-huh. want it to look super like old school French twist. I kind of wanted it to look like A little bit hidden in a way, like not too formed. So I started using that to to kind of build the style up and hold it a little bit since the pomade has a little bit of a a grip to it. And I pinned it back with bobby pins. I also used a little bit of Lenore Grail's Eclat Natural to give it some, some some shine to it, to the end. So what's going to be showing in the front and at the top. And then I finished the look with a little bit of the Orbe's, I think it's super fine hairspray, like the hold. I'm not too sure what the name of it is, but it's definitely from Orbe and a little bit of the texturizing spray too, to so kind of give it a peacier look.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And then what about the front pieces? Like, how did you get those to sit so well?
1: <laughs> so, the, okay. So the front pieces, while your hair was in, like, I guess the roller set, I. Put in a little bit of a texture spray, a little bit of a holding spray, and then I put in my no crease clips in there just so that mm-hmm. it can hold. So I didn't take those down until the very end. Right. Those get taken down at the very end because you want that that lift at the front and you want right. it to last. So right. since your hair is it's naturally a bit on the straighter side, it can end up falling down. But thank God your hair holds very, very well when I mm-hmm. when I want it to sit you know? So yeah, Thank, thankfully. Thankfully.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's essentially like, if anybody wanted to do it at home, it's about just finding the right texturizing products. And like, how, how would you,
1: I use my hands for everything. I didn't yeah. really need to use a brush or a comb for anything, you know, a, a, a tail comb to kind of stick in the little pieces that I didn't want showing or you know, little flyaways, I'd spray a little bit of a uh, hairspray on them and, you know, set it, set it away from, from where I wanted it to be. But essentially I did it all with my hands. I didn't need, I used my fingers as, as, as a brush or as a comb to kind of like, because you know, it wasn't a sleek look. So right. I didn't want it to look like push hold back too much. I want it to still feel like very effortlessly.
0: I already had short hair at that time. So you can even do this with short hair, but it's just about twisting the hair up in the back, right?
1: Exactly. It's twisting it. And also it doesn't have to be perfect. Me personally, I don't like when, when things look too perfect. I love a more like effortless look or something that looks like you can do it at home, which most of the time you can, but it's just, you know, not overthinking it also.
0: Love it. I know you're totally invested in doing hair and and this is like your full-time thing. Like what are the goals for you? Mm,
1: I definitely want to obviously work with more with different artists, pretty mm-hmm. much make different connections so that I can like pretty much get back into what I was what I was doing before with just more of the editorial, more of the red carpet look. Definitely definitely see myself teaching. Or like at least helping someone, even if it's an assistant that I hire. Like I, I do mm-hmm. see myself teaching. Like I want to teach what I know or what I've learned along the way, because I, I feel like that. there's there's so much to yeah, so much to like, you know, give someone else.
0: Yeah. Oh, you need to do more tutorials.
1: I think I do. Oh my god, I did one on TikTok for like a skincare routine just to kind of test the waters and like. I did a voiceover and I'm like, okay, I can get used to this, but it's definitely like out of my comfort zone.
0: No, I know. But I wonder if you could do them. <laughs> I wonder if you could do them without talking, you know? Like, I wonder. Because, yeah, I think that's my next thing. What advice do you have for any aspiring artists out there?
1: Definitely. If you want to get into the more, um, I guess, celebrity world or editorial world, you have to assist as much as possible. Assisting is very essential to. Where you're going to, where it's going to take you because you have to learn set etiquette or even like etiquette with, you know, more upscale clients. It's not the same as having a client behind your, you know, sitting on your chair. Don't be afraid to ask any questions. I think that's definitely the number one piece of advice that I would give anybody. Cause if you're not too sure about something, always, you always want to ask. You don't want to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. You always want to like, no, leave your ego at the door. There is no room for that. I mean, it's it's hard within this industry because it, there is a lot of that, but it's definitely that you want to be that one person that's not like that. You don't want to have that reputation when working with other artists. You want people to call you back. Also, try it all out. Find your niche. Find what you like. You can like hair today, and then tomorrow you might actually like doing eyebrows or makeup, you know, pretty much try the whole industry out. I definitely did. I was a waxer for a while, and I loved it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I did, totally I did, see you being so good at that. I'm like, DJL I oriented. love
1: waxing with me. Yeah. I <laughs> loved it. <laughs> I would actually, I would, I, I actually do eyebrows sometimes. But like, I would actually do waxing like if I, if hair didn't work out for me. And I obviously you know it's not gonna happen. But if hair didn't work out for me, I would definitely be a waxer or something in that aesthetics world.
0: It is so cool what you've continued to learn to do too. Right mm-hmm. now I'm perfecting nails. So Ooh. I'm definitely,
1: yes, I love nails. My nails always have to be done. So oh my I'm God. Perfecting that.
0: I feel like people don't know that you also cut hair and style and everything. Like you don't just have to be a celeb or a model or an influencer to, to work with you. So tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. So my Instagram is
1: Roosevelt hair. And then I live in New York and long Island specifically. So I have a home studio in long Island. And I also rent at a studio in Rockville center, which is also on long Island, but I can travel to you. If you like to be at home, you can make it to long Island. I'm definitely willing to travel. So, you know, I can always make it work for
0: you. You're the best. You're the best. Love you. And thank you for doing this. And we'll just Love obviously you be in touch. Okay. Amazing. Thank you.